welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, today it is with a very heavy heart that I talk about, <laughs> what else, Notre Dame. But I'm calling today's show Notre Dame Accident or Terrorism. Now, yes, I know what you're thinking. Well, terrorism, well, they, they're saying that it's not terrorism. Really? <laughs> There's no way that they can say, they're also saying they don't know what it is, what it was. Um, they're calling it actually a, an involuntary destruction, an accident, a stray flame. A stray flame. <laughs> now, how did the stray flame get there? Did it fall out of the sky? Um, they're blaming it on the renovations that were being done um, on Notre Dame, uh, although the company who it was the the company doing the reservations is claiming that um, none of their workers were still on uh, Notre Dame on site. Uh, really, they know about all their workers that they weren't there. Well, I'm going to get to that a little later, but um, there are so many reasons to think that, in fact, it was terrorism. And I, for one, uh, until they find an absolutely definite cause that has nothing to do with a human being or or um, even there could not have been a human being there, it could have been a, a timed attack, but until they um, have absolute proof, and even then, quite frankly, I'm going to find it hard to believe because, now you could say, um, there are a lot of reasons why, you know, one, uh, you could say I'm obsessed with terrorism because I am the terrorist therapist. Um, since 9-11, I have, 9-11 changed my life. And I'm going to tell you in a minute how there are similarities between 9-11 and the Notre Dame uh, fire. Uh, but when 9-11 happened, uh, I asked myself, what could I do as a psychiatrist and as someone who was born and bred in New York City, therefore who felt it really in the heart, as I do Paris, because I lived in Paris for three years, so it's kind of a similar situation. So if I were, <laughs> if I were a psychiatrist, uh, you know, analyzing me, I would say, well, look, you know, it's because you feel a special, uh, a special wound because, you know, for New York, it was your city. Um, and in Paris, it was your city. So that's why you're jumping to conclusions and thinking that it's terrorism. Yeah, well, maybe. Uh, also, of course, as a terrorist therapist, and I started to say when 9-11 happened, uh, I asked myself what I could do as a psychiatrist to help my country cope with terrorism. Clearly, this is the most 9-11 was, the most uh, important event to occur, at least so far in my lifetime, in all of our lifetimes. And what can I do with my experience and knowledge and so on to help Americans and actually help the world? And um, so I started doing a number of things. I, I did a hotline for um, 
for people right after 9-11. I did an audio video um, uh, program that was played on airlines to help people keep calmer because, of course, the planes flew into the Twin Towers. So people were, and still are, <laughs> Uh, more afraid to fly. And then I wrote my first book, which was called Coping with Terrorism, Dreams Interrupted. That was published in London for the one-year anniversary of their 9-11, which was 7-7. And then, more recently, I published my latest book about terrorism. It's the first and only book about terrorism for kids called Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My!, how to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. And in fact, this book has won all kinds of awards, London, Paris, um, New York, and Hollywood so far. And the Paris Award, I just went to Paris in this past year, so I'd like you to keep that in mind when I'm talking about it today. Um, I have, you know, not only did I live there, but I have I've visited several times since, and including within the past year. So I kind of have my finger on the pulse of Paris. So um, let me just first start with the uh, similarities between Notre Dame, the fire, uh, and 9-11. First of all, um, the pictures of burning tall icons, the Twin Towers and the Notre Dame spire with flames and billowing smoke look almost identical. Think about that. Then, especially, a key similarity is that the most heart-stopping moment for each of these incidents was um, that when the spire fell off of Notre Dame, that is just, if you have not seen that, you have to um, look look for it. There are many... Many examples of that moment, that was the heart-stopping moment, and there you can find it all over the Internet. It's devastating because it, fall, it falls like a right, uh, a right angle, and then it sort of shoots out almost like, a, like, a, like an arrow. And then, of course, the Twin Towers also, um, the heart-stopping moment was when each of them crumbled and fell. Then also the crowds in the street with their mouths agape with disbelief essentially look the same. Ashes falling down into the neighboring streets in both. Um, The main difference, however, is that on 9-11, most people didn't think right away of the possibility of it being terrorism. Yes, there had been that um, more minor... (laughs) It wasn't so minor, but compared to 9-11, more minor attack um, of the uh, Twin Towers. But that was a while before, and that was not, that seemed like it was a one-off. So when the towers, well, you know that when the towers were originally struck by the airplanes, the first airplane, certainly people thought it was just a drunk pilot or a pilot who was lost, or something was wrong with the pilot, is what people thought. And then when the second airplane hit the second tower, then people began to think that maybe this was some kind of attack. But still, it was not clearly evident that this was a terrorist attack for most people. Now, um, in Paris, however, the possibility of terrorism was the first thing that most people thought of, because Paris has already suffered horrendous terror attacks. 
and many people knew that Notre Dame was a terrorist target. In fact, I'm going to talk today about some other attacks of Notre Dame. One is back in 2016, where it was going, there were going to be three women were going to, to attack it by putting uh, explosives. So there would have been a fire at that time. So, uh, and yes, you know, aside from Paris attacks, there have been attacks all through France. Um, Most notably, perhaps, is the attack in Nice um, when the truck driver, a terrorist, grabbed a truck and drove it along the boardwalk in Nice, killing and injuring scores of people. Now, if you um, have a connection to the I mean, we all probably, I mean, the whole world has somewhat of a connection to 9-11, but especially people in New York and Washington and Pennsylvania. Um, But so if you, you, or if you knew someone who was injured or died or something, and you have a particular, particular connection to it, you will most likely have been having since, uh, since yesterday, since the Notre Dame fire, you will most likely have been having your PTSD triggered by this because of all these parallels that I've just been describing between the Notre Dame fire and 9-11. And for people in Paris and people in France, similarly, they will be having their uh, PTSD triggered because of all the... um, terror attacks that I've just been talking about that have been occurring in Paris and in France. So what does that mean, triggered? It means that you might well be feeling anxious, be having trouble sleeping, um, be easily startled, um, be, be haunted by memories coming back more than they had been before, memories of either Paris attacks or um, Nice attacks or 9-11 or or whatever terrorist attack you may have the most connection with, the memories of that will be coming back to you um, and, and making you feel sad and uncomfortable and anxious. And you may just have also, it may just be just... It may be just just a feeling of malaise, a feeling of um, discomfort, of, of vague depression, vague sadness, uh, any feeling different, feeling like you can't put this behind you, uh, and we shouldn't be putting it behind us at this point. You know, um, I was kind of surprised that the news has gone on to other things. I mean, yes, there is still some news about Notre Dame and the fire and so on, but there's a lot of, of course, it's not as um, all over the news as it was, you know, 24-7 as it was yesterday. Well, I'm going to start talking about um, why I think that there may be a connection to terrorism. And then I'm going to go through my um, tweets from yesterday I was a tweeting fiend uh, at, because I I was uh, I started early on somehow whether I was watching television or or you know reading news online um, I caught the fire uh, at Notre Dame pretty early and so I started sending tweets 
and connecting it to different news articles um, that pretty much um, went went along with my theme, which is uh, that there could well be a terrorist connection. And let me tell you some of the reasons why. Um, you know, not, I, there's nothing in itself. I mean, there's no one thing that I'm going to tell you that is absolute proof that it was terrorist-related, but... Um, but you can put these things together and think for yourself. Now, the other thing that's really important to understand um, is the politics of Brown. Before I get into these examples of why I think it may be connected to terrorism, let me just say first why there was such a, um, an immediate, and this is one of the reasons why I think it was terrorism, there was such an immediate attempt by the media and by the authorities, the so-called authorities, whoever they ha- may have been talking to in Paris, to deny that this could have anything to do, anything whatsoever, <laughs> with a terrorist attack. Um, why is that happening? Well, there is a lot of unrest in Paris, not, not just today. Um, you know, when I... There's been a lot of unrest. It's just been increasing over the years. And that is because of the immigrants, the increasing influx of immigrants, many of Muslim origin. And um, Parisians are very angry, very scared, very unhappy that um, the immigrants seem to be taking over French culture. In addition, there's more crime and, uh, and, ad- and in addition, there have been all of these attacks. So, um, and in fact, now there are, have been these protests for quite some time now, months. There are protests in Paris uh, by people called Les Vestes Jaunes, the Yellow Vests. And, and theoretically, or so it's been reported, these are supposedly people who are angry about their economic situation. Uh, the taxes that there have been put on gas and so on. You know, there are specific um, kinds of um, uh, reasons related to taxes, related to finances, that these best zones are protesting. However, um, it does not take a big uh, <laughs> leap of faith to realize that a lot of these vest jaune people, you know, who are complaining about the economy, are the immigrants. And um, therefore, there is undoubtedly some connection between these protests that are, you know, going through the streets, get, getting more and more violent, by the way, um, and the uh, possibility of terrorism and the terrorist attacks. So why might the government uh, want to quickly nip any thought of terrorism in the bud? <laughs> because um, they don't want more people, more of the citizens, um, having fuel, so to speak, fuel to the fire, um, for their anger and their uh, complaints and their you know, wanting to overthrow, really, or, or to, in the next election, um, elect somebody who is going to be tougher on immigrants. I mean, that's really what this is about. 
Because, again, there is no possible, possible way for firemen, um, investigators, arson investigators to have known as quickly, and even by now, even as of now, to know for sure that this was not terrorist-related. Because as I was saying, you know, an, a stray flame, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. A stray flame doesn't just come from nowhere. All right. Anyhow, um, so so that's why, and, and that part of it is what gets me, and that's, I guess, in a way, that's why I'm stubbornly, that's one of the reasons why I'm stubbornly clinging to the possibility that um, it is terrorist-related and that we are, once again, being duped, because it kind of goes along with how when there are things that happen, like even in the U.S., when there are things that happen, um, that some kind of an incident where, where it could be a terrorist related, and in fact, in many of these, it has turned out that they were terrorist related. There have been these authorities telling us from the beginning, oh no, this has nothing to do with terrorism. So it's kind of hard to keep believing them when, in fact, some of these things do turn out to be terror attacks. Okay, so let me go now into some of the reasons why I think that it is uh, related to terrorism. Um, First of all, um, there, have, there has been, during this past year, and particularly the past two months, there has been widespread destruction of churches in France, in Paris, and in all over France. Um, people writing things on the churches, destroying artifacts, um, historical artifacts, um, people setting fire, all kinds of ways of destroying churches. And some of these churches, in fact, were named Notre Dame. So how much of a leap is it to think that these same people who would be destroying um, churches would, would then want to prize church, the real Notre Dame, the main Notre Dame, the iconic Notre Dame. Um, also, it has been long the aim of uh, terrorists to destroy things that are sacred, historical things that are sacred. They are doing this in the Middle East, um, some of the architectural digs, things that are found at, that are found at these sites have been destroyed. Um, it, it, it is their, they, they want to destroy history. It's their aim to destroy history. So this would be, yet again, another example of destroying a historic monument. Well, we need to take a break for now, but I will be back. <laughs> so please stay tuned. There are lots of other um, juicy reasons. And I don't mean to be making fun of this. <laughs> Tragic reasons, but um, juicy in the sense that they bear investigation uh, to look at in regard to Notre Dame. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch, where I'm talking to you today about Notre Dame. Really with a heavy heart. I lived there. I went there. Um, one of the times that I went there was uh, on Midnight Mass on Christmas Eve some years ago, which was, I mean, the place is always splendid um, and magical when you go in. But Midnight Mass on Christmas Eve uh, was amazing. So, um, so it's with very many memories. I mean, you know, living there, even when you're not going in there, it's like you can't, it's in the middle of Paris and, um, it's on, um, Ile de la Cité, which is a small island in the middle of Paris that divides the left bank from the right bank. And I used to love to go, even aside from going to Notre Dame, I used to love to go to Ile de la Cité because it was such a, um, oh, it's such a... I can't even think of a good, it's like, um, it's historic, of course. That was the original, that was ori- the original Paris, just La Cité. Um, and um, just very charming, just just so full of charm and all these charming shops and streets and just beautiful. So, um, so really, you know, it has personal, it's a personal loss for me. So in case you're thinking that I'm talking about this a little too flippantly, um, Maybe that's that's to not to not to not to use up the rest of the time of the show crying. Um, okay, so I was giving you a list of reasons why I think that we should not rule terrorism out so quickly. Um, one thing now there's there are different um, there's a, a strange thing about how there are different reports about the time of the fire, the time that the fire started, and where it started. Um, there were reports that it closed. Five, it uh, started five to six minutes after it closed, which, and then there were reports, which is approximately the same time as these other reports, 
saying that the fire started or an alarm went off at 6.20 at night, Paris time. And then some people looked for it to see whether there was a fire and they couldn't find the fire. And then the alarm went off again at 6.43, around that time. Now, come on, you know, that, that itself speaks to um, something strange. I'm not, a, I'm not an arson um, investigator, but it, it just bears investigating. You know, was it started one place and then it spread to, and the fire went out and then it was restarted someplace else? It was supposedly started, uh, there are reports that it was in the attic and or near the, under the spire. Um, but in any case, the timing and this whole thing about the different uh, alarms going off is, is questionable. Another strange thing is that it took a very, very long time for the firefighters to spray water on the on Notre Dame. Uh, they blamed it on people in the streets being in the way. Well, you know, that's pretty weak. Um, people in the streets were, were hysterical, were upset. You know, they came out in the streets to watch their beautiful Notre Dame burn. They couldn't believe it. Um, and surely if there was a fire engine behind them, they would have moved out of the way. So am I saying that some firefighters are terrorists? Well, I don't know. You know, you can, I'm just putting it out there. You can, you, just for you to draw your own conclusions there, or, or that there was a firefighter who was in charge of dispatching the firefighters who might have some terrorist leanings, all things to be investigated. Um, now, I was talking before the break about how, uh, how terrorists uh, have a, a, a long, long pattern, a long history of destroying, trying to destroy sacred objects of history, sacred buildings like Notre Dame and um, sacred objects. And um, you could look at it, they are trying to rewrite history to make their version of Islam, which is a... Um, which is not the correct version of Islam, but it is their terrorist version, um, that they're trying to rewrite history so that people will believe in that new version or their version. Also, um, the timing. You know the terrorists particularly are very good at uh, picking, well, not only icons, places that are meaningful to the citizens of that um, of that country or indeed people everywhere. Notre Dame was visited by 13,000 people a year, so it wasn't just the French who loved, loved Notre Dame. Um, so they, it, interestingly enough, uh, the timing of this, after Palm Sunday and before Easter. So this was a holy week. This week is considered a holy week, and this is when it burns. Really? Coincidence? Um, what else? The, um, I was talking before about the construction company. It's called Le Bras Frere. The, the arms, the brother, Le Bras is the arm. Or Le Bras, I actually have to look that up. <laughs> Bras, Bras, B-R-A-S, are normally arms, but it's Le Bras. I have to, I have to look that up. But anyhow, it's the, the brothers. Um, and uh, there are 200 employees. 
And they are saying that there was nobody left on the uh, roof or in Notre Dame. Nobody from the from the construction crew was left there. Well, I'm not saying that 200 people were necessarily all at Notre Dame. Uh, however, I am sure there was quite a few. And um, there's no way that they could have been sure that either they were all out or that um, one didn't slip back in. In fact, there's an interesting video on the uh, Internet of a person walking around one of the turrets, one of the balconies, one of the, on the out, like a terrace on the outside, um, right before the fire or as the fire was starting, um, which no one, no one so far has explained who this person is. And, uh, you know, could this have been somebody from this uh, construction company? Um, could it be, or could it just be a terrorist? Nothing to do with the construction company. Again, these are all things that I'm just putting out there so that the point is that we should not dismiss the possibility of it being terrorism so quickly. Um, also, uh, I'll tell you a, a little bit, I'll tell you about the reaction of ISIS. So far, ISIS, um, at least it has not been reported that ISIS has claimed responsibility. That's one thing that sort of speaks um, against it being terrorism, although it's possible that it, we're just not hearing those reports. It's also possible that the person was a lone wolf who, the, who ISIS didn't know about, um, so I wouldn't, it's too early to conclude that that means that it wasn't terrorism. So let me, um, let me go to my tweets. I promised you I would go to my tweets. <laughs> All right, so yesterday, um, by the way, if you want to go to my tweets after the show, um, my Twitter handle is at Dr. Carol MD, so at D-R-C-A-R-O-L-E-M-D. Um, okay, so the first thing that I sent was an article from um, Daily Mail because, you know, Daily Mail is one of the places that you, unlike main, it's not really mainstream news, it's more, um, you know, not quite National Enquirer, but sort of in that they go, they somehow find out things on a much deeper level than the things that you will see in the mainstream news. All right, so um, that uh, article said, fire breaks out at historic Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. Smoke has been seen billowing out of the world-famous Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris after it caught fire this evening. So that was very early on. So I tweeted, Mungia, Notre Dame de Paris on fire. After having lived in Paris and just been there to receive Paris Book Festival Award for my book, Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, oh my, believe terrorists started it. It's on ISIS' top target list. Hope extinguished before too much damage. Then my next tweet, this one uh, is from BBC.com, and it has this, this picture of the spire uh, starting to fall, really, really upsetting picture. Um, and it says, the caption picture is, Firefighters battle to save Notre Dame. 
A major operation is underway at the 850-year-old Gothic building, but the spire and roof have collapsed. So then I'm thinking, huh, (laughs) maybe, you know, this is when they started talking about how it's the renovation work. It's something to do with the renovation work, nothing to do with terrorism. So I thought, hmm, I better um, include that uh, if they know what they're talking about. Um, so I, I, but I, I thought I should at least just mention that, you know, they're saying that, not to just go solely with the terrorism angle. I said, some say Notre Dame fire could be renovation work, but what a great opportunity for terrorists. We'll see. Hope Beautiful Cathedral is spared. So I wasn't giving up my terrorist, uh, I wasn't yet giving up my terrorist uh, origin thinking so what a great opportunity for terrorists. In other words, just what I was talking about earlier, what a great opportunity for terrorists to be included amongst the workmen. I mean, really, if you, um, Notre Dame has been on the terrorist uh, watch list for years, target list for years. And then uh, now there is uh, renovation starting. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to figure out, let's get a terrorist on the work crew of Notre Dame. They would have much easier access to uh, start a fire. Really, it doesn't have to be a genius. Then, um, then um, Then I tweeted, Hope Notre Dame fire isn't terrorism, but ISIS has put it on hit list and there have been prior plots to attack it, for example. And the story that I connected with this is from CNN, Woman Charged Over ISIS Notre Dame Plot. French authorities have charged a woman in relation to an alleged ISIS plot to attack this city's famous Notre Dame Cathedral last week. Now, I will tell you more about this. Now, this is from, this isn't a, a from today or from 2019, this is from 2016, this article, the CNN article. And, um, and what it is about is, trying to get it up here, um, French authorities have charged a woman in relation to an alleged ISIS plot to attack this city's famous Notre Dame Cathedral last week, the Paris prosecutor's office said. The woman whose name was given as Ornella G, was charged Saturday night with terrorist criminal association to commit crimes against people and attempted assassinations as an organized gang in connection with a terrorist enterprise. The prosecutor, Francois Moulin, whose office handles terrorism investigations, said Friday that the woman's fingerprints were found last Sunday in a car containing a half dozen gas cylinders and left parked in front of Notre Dame in the heart of Paris. Five of the cylinders were reportedly full. No detonator or firing device was found. Um, The woman was on France's S list of radicalized individuals believed to pose a threat to national security and was known to have thought to travel to Syria. You know, so many of the people who have been connected with various attacks, some small even, um, were on their watch list. 
but there are so many people who are on the watch list, it is literally impossible for them to keep watching them sufficiently to prevent these attacks. Now, um, fortunately, apparently they were watching this woman, Ornella, well enough. Ornella G. was arrested on Tuesday near the city of Orange in southern France, along with a companion who has since been released. Authorities arrested three additional women, ages 19, 23, and 39, near Paris, in relation to the Notre Dame plot. French Interior Minister Bernard Cazeneuve said the three women were radicalized and likely had been planning an imminent and violent attack. One of three women had a letter in her purse swearing allegiance to ISIS and declaring, I am attacking you in your lands in order to terrorize you. In the letter, she said she was answering the call of Abu Muhammad al-Adnani. Adnani, one of the highest-ranking figures in ISIS, was killed in late August. A police officer suffered a knife wound during the arrest. In total, three women were detained. Another of the Terracell members, identified as Sarah H., was supposed to marry Larasi Abala, the man who killed two police officers in Magnanville, uh, France. Magnanville, France. After police shot and killed Abala, she then was supposed to marry Adele Kermish. <laughs> she shall take any terrorist who killed a priest in Saint-Étienne-de-Rouvray, France, in July before he was killed by police. The men that she picked, however, have, have a tendency to end up dead. Um, okay, and then there was another plot they're talking about um, in a case unconnected to the Notre Dame plot. They arrested a minor on suspicion of preparing an imminent terror attack involving knives and bladed weapons and so on. Um, so, so, you know, this was in 2016, not that long ago. Um, and, you know, we, we know um, from, from at least that, that, um, that there, you know, I mean, there have been other, other ways to know. Um, there have been uh, ISIS propaganda showing Notre Dame in flames and things like that. Um, you know, propaganda trying to get lone wolves to set fire to Notre Dame or destroy it in some other way. But, um, so, but now this was a literal, this was actually an actual group of women who were planning and almost succeeded in setting fire to Notre Dame. So, duh, you know, it's not that difficult to believe that they might still be trying. Okay, and that's where, <laughs> hearing the music. So um, when we come back... We'll talk more about this, more, uh, more about what, what the reaction has been by ISIS um, after, since it has been on fire, I mean, after the fire or after they put the fire out, um, the reaction. And that's another thing, another reason. They were very happy. I'll give you a little, a little hint. They were very happy. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. 
VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about the tragedy at Notre Dame, the fire, uh, accident, or terrorism. The one good thing is um, that not everything was burned. They were able to salvage some things, which is a miracle. Um, I want to go back to telling you, I looked up the, the Le, Le, Fra, Le, Le Bras Frere, and it means, and I had a feeling that this was it, but I didn't want to say it without double checking um, because there's a significance. Um, it means the brother's arm. So, um, you know, and, and yes, I'm sure that the reason why, they, well, I think the reason why they called it that originally, it's a family business and there are brothers <laughs> in it. And so presumably, uh, you know, it means like the brotherly arm, the brotherly um brothers together, arms together kind of thing. But, you know, um, there is kind of, it's kind of ironic because um, terrorists also think of themselves as brothers. Da, da, da. Okay. Now, I was telling you about the attack, um, the ISIS attack, real ISIS attack. The people were arrested um, that... Uh, almost happened in 2016. Now let me tell you about an attack on 2017. And that was with... Um, one second. That was with a man... Yes. Uh, June 6, 2017. The French police shot a man who attacked a police officer with a hammer outside Notre Dame. Um, the man injured the officer with a hammer and was found to be in possession of kitchen knives. The French police opened a terrorism investigation. 
The, this man was an Algerian-born journalist named Farid Ikin. Um, and then he... Uh, he approached a police officer, took a hammer from his backpack, and hit a police officer over the head, injuring the officer. Um, he reportedly shouted, C'est pour la Syrie. This is for Syria during the attack before he was being shot in the chest by another officer. Um, then, after he was shot, he said that he was in soldat du califa, a soldier of the caliphate. And, um, and then people, 900 people, were locked down inside Notre Dame for two hours because of this, you know, to, because kind of like when schools go on lockdown to try to keep the people safe. So, again, I am pointing this out to tell you that this is not, uh, <laughs> this is not a new idea to destroy Notre Dame. Now, um, here, let me tell you my next tweet. It was, at risk of seeming alarmist or terrorism-obsessed, which I am as the terrorist therapist, terroristtherapist.com, still think much points to Notre Dame being terror, especially since churches desecrated across France in past months. Heartbreaking to watch. So this is a story from Sputnik News, Christians Under Attack, Catholic Churches Desecrated Across France. French Prime Minister Edouard Philippe expressed his outrage about the desecration of Catholic churches in the country. One second, I'll get right back to that. The, uh, the story, let's say, desecration of ca- Catholic church in the country, which he stressed, must be unanimously condemned. At least 10 incidents of vandalism and desecration of Catholic churches have been reported across France since the beginning of February. Now I'm talking about 2019. So in these past two months, the actions included the desecration of altars, the defacing of Christ on the cross, arson attacks, and an extreme, and an extreme case of human excrement being spread across the walls. One of the first attacks occurred on 4 February at St. Nicola Catholic Church, where a 19th century statue of the Virgin Mary was found smashed to the ground. Father Francois Laurent Hart said that the statue was completely pulverized and adding that it was irreparable. The three desecration incidents took place in the church in the space of 10 days, with a cross being damaged and thrown to the ground by vandals. Then we have one, uh, an example of Notre, an, uh, another Notre Dame church, L'Église Catholique Notre Dame des Enfants, so the Catholic Church of Notre Dame of the Children, uh, Cartier des Emirats à Nîmes, Quarter of the Lovers in Nîmes, Victime de Degradation, which has been a victim of degradations. Um, les auteurs ont dessiné sur un mur une croix avec des excréments et des hosties volées dans la tabernacle. <laughs> Une enquête est encore. So the authors, in other words, the people who, who wrote this, this uh, drew on a wall a cross with excrement and um, things that were stolen in the tabernacle. An inquest is taking place. Um, 
and so on and so on. It talks about other churches. Now, this is, this is 10 in the last two months, but there were many more. In fact, I, I don't know, somebody sent me a tweet where it said 847 in France in the last year. I, I can't vouch for that. Um, I'm not sure if that is accurate, but in any case, we know there have been um, many, many other churches that have been um, desecrated, uh, including arson, throughout Paris. So again, it is not, um, it is, should not be a surprise. Now, the next thing I wrote, I tweeted, was in French, so excuse me, but this is to mes uh, amis Parisiens, to my Parisian friends. Mon corps a fondu dans le feu à Notre Dame. My fire, my, my fire, my heart melted in the fire at Notre Dame. Je passais des beaux moments dans cette église magnifique pendant mes années vivant à Paris. I spent beautiful moments in this church, in this magnificent church, during my years living in Paris. Heureusement, quelque chose en été sauvé. Happily, some things have been saved. Je suis avec vous en esprit et j'envoie mes espoirs sincères. Bon courage. I am with you in spirit and I send my sincere hopes. Bon courage. Um, literally, bon, good courage, but it's like what people in French say to each other to give each other uh, hope and encouragement. So, that has been my last tweet so far. I'm sure not my last word on the, uh, on the topic. Um, and um, this, um, now I'm going to tell you about this article that came up this morning. Again, all these things pointing to why we should not, out of hand, and within minutes after the fire started, say, no, this isn't terrorism. Okay, so um, this story that just came out today, uh, blow to crusaders' hearts. Sick ISIS supporters celebrate Notre Dame Inferno three years after terror groups failed bomb attack on Paris Cathedral. So that's the one that I told you about in 2016. The terror group were reportedly behind a plot to blow up a car packed with gas canisters near the cathedral in September 2016. So, sick ISIS supporters have been celebrating the Notre Dame fire after the terror group failed to blow it up in 2016. Their taunts came after the beloved medieval cathedral went up in flames early yesterday evening, causing the spire and roof to collapse. Now, they have this picture, and this picture has been put up. This is um, site or seat intel group. Um, this is a, a like a PR group, <laughs> a communications group for um, ISIS, for terrorists. And um, they, it is a picture of Notre Dame in flames. And there is some Arabic writing across it, I, which I don't know the translation of. Um, and it says in French, Sa construction a commencé en long... 1163, it's achevé on 1345. Its construction began in the year 1163 and finished in 1345. It est temps de dire au revoir à notre oratoire polythéistique, polytheist. It is time to say goodbye to your uh, polytheistic oratory. 
So the blaze has been extinguished this morning. Um, and it talks again about the uh, plot from 2016. Now, in regard to the ISIS supporters have now claimed that the blaze is a, quote, blow to the heart of the crusaders, in other words, uh, the non-believers. Um, so they're, they're taking advantage of it, even though I have not yet seen something where they specifically identify that it was um, uh, their doing. They also, ISIS also sent out messages of Allahu Akbar, God is great, on social media as the spire of the church collapsed. So um, they're celebrating. Basically, ISIS and its supporters are celebrating this Notre Dame fire. And, um, and also, um, last week, now this, you know, could this be a coincidence? Last week, one of the three women that I was talking to you about, allegedly involved in the 2016 plot, was sentenced to eight years in prison for other offenses. Now, is that a coincidence, or did they decide to do this timeless um, to be right, you know, because they were angry that this woman was um, sentenced to eight years in prison, even though it was for other offenses? It was still, she is a terrorist. Um, Inez Madani, 22, was accused of encouraging would-be jihadists to go to Syria and participate in attacks against France between March 2015 and June 2016. Um, but... But her trial, no, this is this does include the, um, uh, the the charges of trying to set fire to Notre Dame, and it's supposed to begin on September twenty third. So, um, so again, there are all these coincidences <laughs> that um, I hardly think are coincidences. And again, I don't have any inside information. Um, about uh, any specific terrorist or terrorist group who may have done this, all I am saying to you is that there is so much um, power. There are so many people, particularly some, some people in political power, not President Trump, <laughs> but like, for example, um, uh, Macron, um, who does some good things, and he's saying that we have to rebuild it, which is great, um, but there are some people who are not recognizing the danger that uh, terrorism is posing. It's like they're in denial. Um, they don't want to anger po- political groups that are against them, um, whatever the reason. And even, it's just, you know, just plain psychological denial. Can you imagine if it came out or if it does come out that the fire to Notre Dame, who so many people around the world love and visited and wanted to visit, imagine if it came out that indeed it was set by a terrorist or somehow terrorist-related. Not only would people feel horrendous about it, I mean, it's horrendous enough. The damage to Notre Dame has been done, whoever did it. But it would be terrifying to think that it was a terrorist um, or terrorist-related, because that would show just how powerful, in fact, um, and one country, one icon after the other, is being toppled by terrorists. So, you know what, they didn't want to start mass hysteria, perhaps, but we need to know these things. 
again, I don't know. I don't have any secret information. I'm just saying we need to keep um, an open mind, and we need not to be blind or in denial to the fact that terrorists are, as, as, as I speak, as you're listening to this, terrorists have been plotting further attacks. So you need to make sure that you do things every day to make yourself more resilient. Thank you for listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.